This episode is powered by Safety FM. Welcome to the Safety Consultant Podcast. I am your host, Sheldon Primus. This is the podcast where I teach you the business of being a safety consultant and a bunch of other, other stuff, right? So, happy Labor Day for you that are in the U.S. Because I'm recording this as of today, September 5th, which is Monday, Labor Day. It's a day that we celebrate our workforce. Uh, even OSHA actually uh, has it on their homepage. So if you were to go to OSHA.gov, and again, our rules are always, we're not going to do this while you're driving. <laughs> you're going to listen now, and then when you get home, you're going to do this. So OSHA.gov, and uh, on the very, very homepage, you're going to see them talking about Labor Day. Yeah, so that is what we got today. All right. So I wanted to actually address something that I thought I had. Um, there is a person in one of the Facebook groups that I I go and check out every now and then. And they actually asked a question about the CFRs. And I was thinking, oh yeah, my class always has the CFRs. I can answer that one. I teach it a lot. And so I thought that I actually had it on like past podcasts and I know I've mentioned it but I just did not know exactly uh, what where it would be so I'm going to do an episode right now about the CFRs so that's going to be the thing we're going to be understanding the CFRs and if you don't know what that is that's the US OSHA's uh, just the the codified text that tells everybody how to do compliance right. <laughs> so it's more to it. Though it gives you a little bit more on um, the research, basically, that they've done through the uh, many, 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 many hours of what there's a thing called the NIOSH, which is the National Institute of Occupational Safety and Health. Uh, so NIOSH, then they're the research armors of OSHA. Uh, usually what will happen is something would happen to an individual, and at that point OSHA becomes reactive when the numbers go up. So as numbers go up, and numbers meaning you know fatalities or catastrophes, and at that point OSHA has to do something. So what will happen is it will open up, uh, for people to talk and tell them what they want to say about the proposed rule. And at the same time, they're also doing NIOSH research and studying and checking out the human body and its tolerances from data and other scientific stuff. And eventually, wording just comes together and they're looking at every aspect of this person's exposure to this hazard and then they put it in codified rules and so that it's a baseline for everyone to just start at to say all right here's how you can protect your workers in this scenario uh, because of these conditions and it's hard for them to do that because there's just so many conditions so they're just going to give you the baseline okay this is basically what you got to do and now with your specific conditions you're going to add to this so OSHA is like the very minimum so the, the 
thing that is also behind this is these now become federal laws. So if you break the federal laws of doing just a bare minimum, uh, then at that point, it's going to be a legal case and now you're going to have to be lawyered up. So legalese comes in. So the CFR is short, really, for Code of Federal Regulation. So CFR, Code of Set Regular... <laughs> See? <laughs> Even I have a tough time every now and then of saying code of federal regulation and I should have my board all potted up ready to go. <laughs> code of federal regulation. That's what we're going to go over. So you guys could tell that I just edit. I can edit in and out voices and all that stuff. And I'm not in the sound studio. I'm at home. So you guys will hear background noise. So let's get into this again. If you're driving, you're listening, and when you get back to your office or to wherever you could uh, you know, sit and listen again and then do, this is what we're going to do. So Code of Federal Regulation is just a law. So let's show you how to kind of read this thing and, and get through the legalese side. Uh, I know that everyone will have access to OSHA.gov, uh, and uh, what I'm going to work it that way because there is some regulation, um, other regulation, ma'am. I guess it's called publishers, but or distributors. I don't know. But one of the ones is called Mancom, and I use them quite a bit. And I'm not going to take you guys through their product, but I'm going to take you to the OSHA website because I'm hoping that this one will be easier. So OSHA.gov. When you get there, you're going to see the home page. You'll see their, um, if you're doing it the same day that this audio comes out, then you're going to see the Labor Day 2022 uh, banner right on top. Whichever day you're doing it, uh, if it's outside of today, that banner is going to be replaced with pictures. And it's going to be pictures of um, just stock photo with initiatives that they're going to be um, just behind. Probably heat stress will be one of those. All right, so what you're going to do at this point is you're going to hover your mouse over the word standards and you're going to see drop down menu. That drop down menu is going to take you to laws and regulations if you scroll down. So click on that one. And on the left column, you're going to see, or I should say on the left side of the page, you're going to see um, a column that says standards. Uh, then right next to that, it'll say resources. Next to that, we'll say rulemaking. So we can kind of go back and forth into the rulemaking and the standards. Uh, but first, I'm going to just talk to you about the CFRs, and we'll focus in on that. Uh, right now, uh, you're going to end up needing to know a few things. So DOT, well, DOL, which is Department of Labor for OSHA, is going to be their own title. And that's like a book, you know, your title of your book. Title 29 is OSHA's title. So um, they actually have a chapter as well, but uh, their title for, is going to be 29, Department of Labor. So the entity is going to be OSHA, Occupational Safety and Health. And each, uh, each book has its own part. And OSHA has four jurisdictions, so OSHA's chapter has parts. And their parts is going to be general industry, construction, maritime, and agriculture. But these parts actually have numbers. 
So general industry is going to be anything that is maintenance, uh, anything that is going to be um, manufacturing, those things that you don't typically build, uh, and then also those things that aren't going to be uh, on the docks or anything similar to that, because now you're going to get into, well, the docks is going to be uh, OSHA. However... <laughs> <laughs> There's a maritime jurisdiction. It's so funny because uh, depends on where you are uh, related to which title you're going to end up looking at, and then also whose jurisdiction. So that one's a tricky, uh, tricky one. But they have three titles in maritime, and then agriculture has one title. It's uh, uh, just a one part. So general industry is a part. Construction is another part anytime you build something for the first time uh, you erect it that is going to be there's some nuances to that too <laughs> it here's the two different nuances between maintenance and general industry that's maintenance construction there's another thing and i have to go on these tangents only because it's going to lead you right back to which book do you choose <laughs> so with and i did a whole podcast episode on general industry versus construction so i'm going to refer you back to that but i'm just going to go ahead and give you the the little cliff notes because this is going to really help you for understanding the two major cfrs that most people use um, which is general industry and construction so construction is going to be if you're building something for the first time uh, or if you're painting it, renovating it, uh, and that substrate is going to, that activity will be construction. That part will be 1926. And then for general industry is maintaining. So if you're going to do anything that is going to be in a routine and a regular basis in a maintenance thing, even if you have to maintain, you know, gutters or something similar to that, uh, then if it's a routine and regular basis, then at that point you have a case of it being maintenance and that is going to be 1910 rules so those are the numbers for general industry and construction we're going to stick with those two maritime has three books uh and agriculture has two books uh, excuse me one book which is uh 1928 uh, but uh the maritime you're going to see 1917 1918 and uh 1919 so those are going to be your your uh your maritime books and there is a shipyard employment one in 1950. So anyway, that is pretty much the basis. So once you start with the basis, then from the basis of knowing OSHA is in the DOL, DOL is going to be 29. And then the next thing you need to know is the numbers that is going to be the industry you're looking at what what you're seeing so if you're in manufacturing you're going to pick general industry 1910 uh, if you're in construction you're going to pick construction in 1926 and that's the part so each part has a smaller component to it and it's a grouping it's a grouping that is going to be things that make sense together most of us are aware of the topic fall protection so all the rules regarding fall protection from the data that was taken from NIOSH from the open comment period that they had with uh, with people who are stakeholders all that gets codified into the law and at that point now they're just putting things together so they'll say all right here's the equipment and uh, in 
uh, construction, which will be a subpart M, that grouping, you'll see a whole bunch of things related to the equipment, related to the environment, uh, related to the specific hazards of heights, and it'll just be broken down into their um, sections. But the subpart is going to be just fall protection related material. So that's going to be subpart M. There's a bunch of other subparts, and it's just because of the work activity. And so generally, you're going to pick your book, General Industry, Construction, Maritime, Agriculture, by the worker's activity. And the next thing you're going to need to know, we covered the title, we covered part, got the subpart. Subparts will always be a letter. So when you cite it, you're always citing a letter. The next thing is going to be the section. That's the dot. So the dot, the section is now, it's the breakdown of that actual uh, subpart. So if you're going to, if OSHA wants to talk about training, that's going to have its own section. If they want to talk about, you know, fall protection related to a roof, uh, then they're going to have a little bit of section. If they're going to talk about your anchor point, then the anchor point's going to have its own section number. Uh, that's the way that they're going to be broken up. It's still all going to be related to fall protection because it's in that subpart. But now each component of the rules have to be broken up into little digestible pieces. So how they do that then is each time they get to a little digestible piece that piece now needs to get broken down to its logical steps so you can't say you need to have a uh, fall protection that starts at six feet okay that's good uh, i'm going to tie my belt around this rail over here that's not going to work, right? So now you have to go into detail as to what is going to uh, be good fall protection. What's that anchor point that's going to be uh, the minimum <laughs> that you could use for holding somebody? And now we're going to tell you exactly what that is through the rules. That's where you're going to get paragraphs and subparagraphs, and then item and then sub items. So that's where the uh, the law gets in more detail is because now you have to be specific about either gear or specific about how you're going to protect this person from a hazard. And when you get specific in a legalese term, uh, they need to cite a reference point. So that's when you can't fit. Uh, you get to a junction point that says, all right, I need uh, 5,000 pounds of anchor points. Okay, let's put that there. And then all of a sudden someone thinks of, well, what if I can't? can't get 5,000 pounds, but I do have uh, 3,600 pounds, which is two times the actual uh, arresting force of a full body harnessed. So that's my safety factor too. And I've got someone who is a qualified person that's going to design this and watch the job. Uh, I may not have 5,000 pounds. So that extra condition shows up and then you see or in your standard that now is going to necessitate that you're going to have an item or a sub-item. So fall protection of 5,000 pounds, that now or becomes a sub-item, and that's where you get your little, uh, you'll see the paragraphs will always be a lowercase letter, a lowercase a, b, c, d, and then after that you're going to go from your paragraphs to your sub-paragraphs, and then from there you're just gonna keep going into item and then sub item. 
So it's kind of tricky in the wording, but the system is easy. Uh, the system is, you know, you just follow it through, uh, but the wording and the nomenclature kind of hit you. So let's go through just one citation uh, so you can see what I'm talking about. And it is going to be the fall protection that I was just talking to you. So OSHA.gov. You're going to hover your mouse until you get to laws and regulations. You're going to hear clicking in the background. That's going to be following and leading with you. Uh, then from there, when you get to laws and regulations, uh, if you just scroll until you see the construction, and uh, that's where we're going to do. So subpart M is going to be fall protection. So you're going to actually see the wording on there as subpart M. So we get to construction, keep scrolling down until you see where it's 1926 subpart M. And from there, you're going to see all the sections. And remember, the dot is going to be section. And so uh, I always tell my students that dot has a name and the name is section. So I'm going to give you just a, a long one. Let's go to 502. You're going to see section 502. As you scroll down the sections on the OSHA site, it's different on other uh, companies, but on the OSHA site, you really have to pay attention to the parts and subparts and sections because it's going to switch on you. So let's go to one that has a longer version. So I'm going to be on the guardrail system, and that's going to be section 502, and guardrail system will be heading B, so paragraph B. That's going to be the first thing in the parentheses. So 502, paragraph B, you'll see guardrail system. And then under that, under that will be the subparagraph 1, and it's always going to be a number 1. So you'll see lowercase letter, number 1. And then once you go past the number 1, the next letter is going to be a Roman numeral. So Roman numeral 1, 2, and from there. An example of the Roman numeral, you're going to have to kind of scroll down to where you see mid-rail screens, mesh, immediate vertical members, which is 502B2. So again, if you're driving, you can't do anything with this. You're just listening to standards. But as you go down, and honestly... You're just going to have to know the nomenclature once in a while. You're not going to need to know it every single day. Once in a while, if you're writing up some sort of report or OSHA asks you something and you need to respond and you want to make sure you get the right citation, that's how you're going to do it. So as you scroll down, 502B2II, that II that you're seeing is Roman numerals. I-I-I, uh, as you go down on the OSHA page, you'll see that. That's all Roman numerals. This is telling you that it's going down to more details. Someone needed to uh, needed some more details as to what should the screen look like. And uh, the they call it specification standards is really what it boils down to. You have to be real specific about uh, some items because there's just too many variables. So OSHA wants to give you at least the minimum requirement, and those are specification standards. Whereas performance standards, OSHA says, eh, 
you, you can't really mess this up too much and there's a way for you to to get to the same results by doing different uh, paths so they say at that point this is the law how you get here get here <laughs> so that's the the other side so the more times you have to go to item and sub items that means the topic is so just technical that they really have to go into details and they're going to be more specification standards like that uh, the ones that are just going to be you know paragraphs sub paragraphs uh, those most likely are going to be performance standards unless it's one of those uh, specification standards that you can say in just one or two you know sentences uh, so that is how you typically will read the OSHA standard. Uh, I know it could get a little bit confusing, so that's why I believe that you should listen to this one again, follow through with the OSHA site, and uh, that's going to help you quite a bit. So that is it for me. Hopefully I didn't like bore you too much. I got you through something. Uh, consider this as being part of your introduction to OSHA. Uh, if you need some more help with OSHA, I'm currently doing uh, OSHA uh, class coming up. Uh, so me and my buddy Kevin Yarbrough, who's ex-OSHA, uh, we're going to be doing an event together. So what I need you to do is go to OSHA.coach. So that makes it a lot easier, right? So just sign in to your login wherever you are. Just do OSHA.coach and you'll be able to see our event. Uh, it's all virtual, so if you need uh, help with OSHA, this is consider this as being able to ask OSHA things that you can't normally. <laughs> Kevin being ex-OSHA, 29 years, 28-ish uh, years, and uh, he retired as the assistant area director of the Tampa office. Uh, so you got some knowledge up there. I've got a lot of experience, especially when I was in business with him and still there. So let's do this one, OSHA.coach. Uh, if you have not subscribed to the podcast and you're just listening, just go ahead and hit that subscribe button. It means a lot to me. And uh, tell a friend. And if you have a chance to review, that would be awesome. So I appreciate you all. Have a good rest of your day. And I am going to be heading out. And happy Labor Day for you guys that's listening to it day of. All right. See ya. This episode has been powered by Safety FM. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast or broadcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within the past hour are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast or broadcast may be reproduced, stored within a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means mechanical, electronic recording, or otherwise without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast or broadcast, Sheldon Primus. 